Episode four of me being on here, I think. Yes. Um, so, listeners, um, the ten of you that are out there, <laughs> there's been news. Probably eight now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah, so your boy was on, on the love train and I was off. Yeah, Jack got his heart broken. Give us the full rundown from the first day. Okay. The Genesis. <laughs> the Genesis story. Okay, so this is probably the beginning of December, right? Probably the first week. December 9th. Probably. Yeah. Um, and so I was surfing on an app. <laughs> <laughs> you were swiping on an app. <laughs> and um, you know, we uh, started talking and then we went on a date and things are going great until, until my man put the question. And I guess we went on a couple of dates, you know, met, met her friends, things were going great. <laughs> Yeah, some things were brought to light. Yes. More serious. I wouldn't. S- no, I, there's. I mean, everyone has been in a relationship, has done the whole talking phase, and I guess once you reach the point of pursuing it as a relationship, you have questions that need answers. Like you start having to evaluate the character of the other person and see if that's something you're actually willing to pursue. And uh, in this case. You were dealing with someone that <laughs> belonged to the streets. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Let's, let's lock that one back. I'll put it on the blacklist. I probably already am. Yeah. I doubt she listens. Or I doubt he listens anyways. <laughs> I guess this is the perfect time to tell everyone. <laughs> Yeah. With certain things. And I don't know. I've thought about this a lot today <laughs> and yesterday. And it's been. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I stood up for what I thought was right. Well, not. You could phrase it different because it's not like there was any unethical behavior. <laughs> You stood up for what you wanted. Correct, yeah. I had I had this, you know, a principle in my mind where I wasn't going to compromise on <laughs> how I felt. And I brought it up, 
If you have any suggestions, your eight listeners. <laughs> if you're listening at this point, you must be in love with him. So. Oh, yeah. I feel like Parker's a listener. It's just a wild guess, but then, honestly, I'm one of the listeners because I downloaded the episode. Yeah, me too. And so, so we're left with about five. Well, I guess my next question is the age of quarantine now, like we're on month nine, coming up on 10, I guess. Um, Think about like how many relationships have started virtually. Yeah, but like you always wonder like the same way, like our parents and you hear other people meet like authentically at the coffee shop or the baseball game or <laughs> yeah just a car wreck like something like that <laughs> a dark room <laughs> um but like it makes me it's kind of sad like i don't know how you feel about like meeting people on bumble or tinder just like sliding in the dms like it kind of sucks but the age of social media has really like made that mainstream and like it's not spe- like you don't want to tell your we met on I swiped right <laughs> saw the booty you swipe right like it's just yeah like yeah she posted her snap on her insta it was history Well, then you can also say even when people are going out, I feel like there's not as much boldness of I'm going to go approach this girl. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fear from both sides, just about like repercussions and invading space and a little bit darker stuff in terms of like girls being more secure about like who they're interacting with. Like, you don't want to be the creepy guy trying to buy a girl a drink and like be a little too persistent (laughs) but that makes sense it's a little bit of a safer space sliding swiping right especially on bumble the girl messaged you first that's how it should be girls gotta make the first move So from experience, um, I am in a relationship now, disclaimer, but when I was single, I went to, um, I was in um, Frisco area and uh, it was like a very college bar, like a lot of young people and stuff, but it was popping. 
And so just by observing, I figured out that the girls who wanted a free drink from the guys would interact with them in line. It wouldn't be like a, not the prototypical, like two people sitting at the end of a bar, like a bartender, go get that girl, vodka cranberry. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work like that at least. But the girls would like socialize with you in line, like spark up a conversation. And obviously if you're a guy in your head, like this girl's talking to me, like I'm about to order a drink, like let's continue this. And I'm going to pretty much get you to stick along with me by buying you this drink. And so it's, you either have to be forceful and say, no, like kind of turn your shoulder and just like get what you want and move on if you're not interested. So this is not the line to get into the bar? No, no, no. This is the line to get a drink. It's kind of a scam. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. And it's smart, I guess. But I feel like it's not very genuine. I feel like guys need to know this information. Most of them should know. <laughs> <laughs> All you simps out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they would, they'll come up to you in line, like a pack of wolves, and just start talking, like flirting, like just trying to figure out what's going on because they want a drink the opposite happened to me i had a girl come up to me and hit on me she's like hey like my friend over there thinks like you're super hot like can if if i buy your drink like will you come sit down with us i was like hell yeah like (laughs) moscow mule like put on tab i didn't know what her friend looked like i don't know if it mattered necessarily but i was like free drink like i'm gonna take it so it definitely I wouldn't say it matters about the person. It's really just the fact of, okay, I'm saving $10 on a drink. Yeah. I get a social interaction. It is what it is. How did, how did that, one um, so, that was a long night. I didn't meet up with her, though. She, uh, she had some upper hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, it was, I'm pretty sure the bar was like one of those bars where all the underage kids get in. It was like 19-year-olds and like 20-year-olds. You could tell it was younger. Um, there were a lot of people, like a bunch of good-looking people. Um, but yeah, just not a yeah. bunch of like jewel hitters and like, it was just not yeah. a good scene. Yeah, yeah, no shame on the jewel, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a couple tokes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my fair share of pods. Dude, when... when Yeah. He actually just texted me. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, when Johnny came up this past that's when you guys came up. Um for the Mississippi State game. <laughs> I think we each had one and we bought a pack and went through a whole pack in like two days. I remember it felt like I had like an ice cube stuck in my throat. Oh my god. I was like, This is like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. And you're while you're working for a jewel company. <laughs> yeah. I was uh I was feeling the uh, the addiction come on. <laughs> I needed <to> some <laughs> But I went and bought it at the gas station one night. I was just like depressed. And then I went and bought it and it was what like fifty bucks probably? Because you got to buy the pack, the starter pack, and then... Yes. 
I guess the pod or something. Yeah. <laughs> it did not make me feel any better. <laughs> I eventually, it actually made me like bloated when I used it. Well, it's tobacco's a natural laxative, so oh. depending on, I guess, when you do it, like for me, the best time is like in the morning. Like, I'm going to rip the jewel, drink my bang, and take a fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to suck it in until I don't see the light of day. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't remember when I bought my... It was funny because I remember... I don't even remember when vapes became a thing. I remember the first time I saw a vape was uh, my freshman year of high school. Um, in art class, or senior year of high school. I recognize the name. The big mods. Yeah. Yeah. Those things did smell good. Yeah, you can't go five minutes without it. You have something else in your budget now. Yeah, no, that's true. And you have a physical, you know, a tick now. Yeah, and I mean, we see the people that are like addicted to cigarettes turn to a jewel as almost a safer alternative. That, that is, um, you know, that was the study that I was working on actually in Arkansas was to see if it was safe or Clinical research is hard to like get results because there's so many like deviations is what they call them when people fuck up mm-hmm. and eventually there's too many and they're like, okay, we can't use it anymore. And so that's kind of what happened. Um, there were like, when we went into the supply closet, it was like a locked door and you had to go with a nurse. There was so many pods of jewels, like or pods and the actual jewels, like Mangoes were stacked. All yeah, they were a hot commodity at the time. Yeah, I had a friend who uh, put one in the pocket. <laughs> like people, I remember people were buying like mango pods for like 30 bucks. Yeah, me And the market of just a normal like menthol was like 12 <laughs> yeah, it is weird how people. I mean, you're spending so much money because odds are, if you're gonna spend the thirty dollars to get the mango, you're running through that pack in a week. It's a hundred hundred dollars a month. I'm wondering, does it is it a certain type of person that falls victim to this? That's like more susceptible to like 
Yeah. No, I do too. Um, and you see it when I was working as a bouncer, dude, people were hitting that thing. It was glued to their mouth. And that's, but that's like the desire, like the combination of like a nicotine buzz and an alcohol buzz. Like you feel like you're on cloud nine. Yeah. The downer and then the upper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah roller coaster of buzz but i don't think so i think you can get multiple personalities on it because i used to think it was the people that just had an addictive personality where you you try one thing and you're hooked instantly um but just in my experience of knowing people mm-hmm. with the opposite like someone who's super low-key like very reserved just kind of going through the motions yet yeah, like it's always something they have on them I think it's just like the feel of it. It's like a safety thing. Yeah, it's like, okay, if I could just hit this. Like, you hit it when you're stressed. You hit it after you eat, when you wake up. Like, you develop these habits. Hit it on the toilet. Yeah, it's like you hit it, and it's so portable. Like, it is very... you stick in your pocket, stick in your car, stick in your backpack. You can just hold it in your hand and be, like, out in public and know Yeah, I mean, there's people that hit it in class. Yeah, it's like, okay, if you're hurting your junior class, like, you definitely have an issue. Yeah. I watched a documentary on it um, on Netflix last year, and it was about these, like, high school girls that were addicted to it. And they're like, oh, it's just my friends do it, and it's... But going back to the addiction part of it, I think I might... I don't know. I think there's a spectrum to, like, an addictive personality, but I think I fall somewhere, like, more than average like more addicted than average yeah just in, in general like if I find something I kind of I don't know obsessed with it a little bit but even when I bought it and I was using it I knew I knew I wasn't doing something good and oh I yeah just, one day I was driving in the car and I threw it out the window god and little rabbit picked it up there's definitely a weird like shame to it now like if you're around people that don't do it and you like pull it out and like you're very secretive about it and like you don't want to see smoke yeah it's like that's what people do with uh the old yeah well that's illegal first of all Some powder on their nose. <laughs> powder donut. Take a picture and it's over. Yeah, but. Powder donut. Oh. But I wonder what like the repercussions are going to be, fifteen years from now. Let me see all the people that are smoking cigs get mouth cancer, lung cancer. Yeah. So like, nicotine cancer. Like, what is that going to be? Not a good characteristic to have. Being like, you can't do 
unless you have this. Um, like the dependency? Yeah. Yeah, you just get that rush of dopamine. And it's like, yeah, it's like a stock market. It's like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> like you just keep hitting at the lows to get back up to the top. But then eventually, like, once you develop that tolerance, like there's no more buzz. And that's when people go from like, I don't know, the Nick levels. Yeah, just something strong. Or they turn from that to Coke. Zen pouch. I've never had a Zen pouch. No, I've dipped only once. It was not fun. Chain smoked a cigarette while I was it was while I was smoking a cigar, so I couldn't even tell the difference. But yeah, cigs. I mean, we were playing golf the other day next to some old men, and they probably went through a pack each, and like it was just the draft just kept hitting me in the face. <laughs> I'm trying to tee off, and it just it's nasty. Yeah. It's like the scent of someone that smokes cig cigarettes is like. Yeah. If you could kill like a certain group of people, like people that do like, <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> like a group of people that did something, if you could eliminate them from the world, like vapors, um, vegan protesters. <laughs> Um, TikTokers, the Sway House. I actually have an answer for you because recently I posted a infographic on my Instagram story, and it was about. It was about like facts surrounding COVID deaths and something like that. I mean, that from what the research that I've done and what I've seen, like those are yeah. predictors. Like, if you're fat, if you have, if you don't see the sun, if you're depressed, you're more likely to die. Like, yeah. Those are just basic. Oh yeah, not not just specifically COVID. Totally alone, 
quote, am lonely when I had COVID, survived, period. She's not even getting the point of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then I said, so this person isn't like obese, like from just looking at the person, but like on that BMI scale, they would fall into obese. Yeah. But anyways, I posted that because I'm just concerned no one's talking about being a healthy person, really. It's yeah. So I responded because I was interested uh, to hear, you know, about her story and everything. I said, wow, I had no idea you had COVID. How are you feeling now? Left me on red. <laughs> and let me tell you, those type of people that just, oh, I'm just going to butt in. This is how I feel. And, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. You don't even want a conversation. You're just bitter. No, they just, just, they, yeah. They just want to, they want to speak. They don't want to listen. Like that's just, and most of the time, if that's the case, like their argument or whatever they're talking about is not factual. It's all emotional. I'm going to respond actually. No, don't do that. Just wanted to check up on you. <laughs> I hope you haven't died yet. God. Yeah. The virtue signalers, the social justice warriors. Uh, I went for the safe answer. So I'm, I wonder, um, I was talking to Mason who is in law school. And so he knows a lot about like the court system and everything. So I was asking him about the death penalty. Why don't we kill pedophiles? Like, I, I really don't get it. Yeah. Like if we, we set, we have the option to set the rules of our society. Everyone can agree pedophiles should not exist within that society. Who's it, arguing against I wouldn't say anyone's arguing against it. I'm just talking about simplistically why is it not a better idea to just kill them? Financially, they put a burden on the court system. Um, And then either if they get out and they're labeled as a sex offender, like they don't provide anything to society. They have to register and everyone knows that they're there. The quality of life is probably zero unless they're just watching weird porn. Yeah. I feel so. I guess the question is, can someone who's like that, who's sick in the brain, can they, but who's who's got the responsibility of making sure that they change is it a self-change where we lock you in a cage with every book of every religion and you get to pick Just more money. More services.
government should have the right to kill someone. But at this point, I mean, you've, I've heard stories about people being killed like on death row that didn't end up doing it mm-hmm. and all that. And those are heartbreaking to hear. And I guess it's like, unless you know 100% yeah. what happened, let's, but then, you know, people can withhold evidence and things could end up killing someone who didn't do it I couldn't even imagine being on death row like being uh, and you were innocent oh yeah I feel like the world I feel like I would be living in hell and it pretty much is hell I'm never going to go to prison knock on wood because that would be uh, well you voted for Trump you're going to get picked up No, neither have I. I've been preoccupied. You know, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're just waiting for January 6th. Yeah, and the stimulus bill to pass. I think Mitch McConnell blocked it. Yeah, he's, also, he's another small creature. <laughs> but it was, I guess, like the change from $600 to the 2000 um, I guess, broken down. It's like a dollar sixty-four. A day. Per year? A year or maybe it's a whole time period. I saw it on Twitter earlier. If you had $2,000 divided by 365. So for the year, what? 547. Oh, five dollars per day. Then what did I see? I guess my... So I think it's important to talk about... So the government is just printing money right now. Yeah. They're in debt, like they're they're getting money from China too. A lot of our debt, most of our debt, is from China, which you know they pretty much have a lot of leverage on us. And I guess it's too far gone. Like I don't even know what the debt is right now. Last time, I think it was in the $22 trillion. And then they're going to print more money and give it to freaking the gender programs in, where is it, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Pakistan, something like that. $10 million. That It's essentially taking money from your pocket and then giving you back a little bit. Because you're going to have to pay for it. Everyone's paying for this bill in terms of either directly from your income tax or having the inflated dollar. Yeah. Money's worth less. I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, why are we giving $10 million to that program? I'm not saying $10 million would solve a lot on a national scale, but put that money, like allocate that towards some other fund. Give it. Yeah, or like give it back to businesses that you forced to close down. You see what Dave Portnoy is doing, the Barstool Fund? Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about. He's an idol. Yeah, he should run for president. He's racist. At this point, we need people that aren't politicians to run for president. Yeah. 
shook up some things. I think there's a lot of people that just support him and not like the political parties. Like there's a lot of Donald Trump supporters. There's not a lot of just like Republicans. That makes sense. Yeah. There's more, I think this is more than ever we've seen more people hate a president. Same time, so many people love a president. Like, it's just kind of one side or the other. And then, like, right in the middle, you got the people that don't give a shit. Um, the non-voters. But, yeah, I wonder who the next person's going to be. Um, if we even have this system moving forward. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a noise outside. But I guess it's a little concerning, but what else we got? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, interesting development. So there was a bombing. In Nashville, and for yes, for all the viewers out there, I'm moving to Nashville for the start of my career. Um, I actually live a mile from the bomb site. It's on um, Second Commerce Avenue, and I live on Second. So the story is that this guy—I don't know his name exactly. Um, I think he was a computer. He's got like a computer background, um, had an RV, drove it to downtown Nashville on Christmas morning, had a siren playing, um, please step away from the vehicle. A bomb is imminent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so sure enough, the bomb explodes in the RV no one's killed because it's Christmas morning, 6 a.m. Like, no one's going to be out. Um, but just very strange, and it knocked out their entire communication system within the city. Seriously? Yeah, so AT&T, you know, like that, there's a huge building. It, they call it the Batman building. It's AT&T's headquarters for the southeast region. It's in Nashville? It's in, it's in Nashville. So there's... Theories and skeptics about the motives of this person. The, the FBI said it was just a suicide. Um, he was the only person killed. He was in the van. He was in the van, yeah. Um, but it just it does not make a lot of sense. Um, some people are saying it's like a false flag operation to see how the people would react of a major city if their communications are down. Um, I don't know if AT&T had issues across the rest of the nation, but they definitely did in Nashville, which is a huge city. Um, but yeah, just a very weird Christmas Day suicide bombing. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Do you know... All right, let's read about it. This is very interesting. I think I read something where there was some sort of note, or what was written on the car? Do you know? Um... I didn't see anything about that. Let's see. Massive explosion. Christmas morning. Cops responded to calls of shots fired shortly before 6 a.m. when they saw the vehicle parked near 2nd Avenue North in Commerce Street and decided that it appeared suspicious. 
Bomb Squad was heading to the scene just blocks from the historic Ryman Auditorium, the former home of Grand Ole Opry, when the blast took place around 6.30 a.m., knocking one cop to the ground. There was no immediate evidence that a shooting had taken place, blah, blah, blah. It was an intentional act. Three people were injured and rushed to the hospital. None were in critical condition. Oh, goodness. Keep going down. The FBI is taking the lead in the probe. That's yeah. I mean, damaged a bunch of other buildings. Do you think he was like just done with the world and he was like, if someone went out, you know. But why they were comparing it to um, the Oklahoma City bombing, just putting it in perspective on how long it takes to make a bomb, um, the government, assuming the government has access to our computers, phones, data searches, like they can figure out if we're how to make a pipe bomb. Yeah, if you're searching up and like making purchases, I feel like they would know. But the McVeigh, the guy's name of the Oklahoma City, his last name was McVeigh, um, took him eight months to build his bomb. Granted, it killed, like, I think 300 people. Yeah. um, But I don't know when this guy started his bomb, but I feel like it should have been on the radar. And I read something this morning, too, saying that his sister or his wife had called um, the Nashville PD saying that, like, he was making a bomb but they said they didn't have um the authority to go search a house they didn't have a warrant just based off of what this one lady said um sister or wife um girlfriend yeah and i feel like we've seen that kind of become a theme the that shooting at um parkland high school yeah they said uh the Miami police or whatever had a bunch of tips to his house saying this kid was unstable and they never checked it out. And sure enough, he goes and shoots up school. I think, so like you were saying, with you sh- they should know kind of what's happening. That there's an argument there that, like a privacy too, because if they have access to your search history and everything, you know, and they could tap into like your computer or the telephone line. But isn't that's already been proven though from the whole Snowden stuff? Yeah, but so I guess this is what I'm saying is I don't think people are. I don't think the government has the capability to be listening at all times. They almost have to have like some sort of system to where if you check a couple boxes, you're gonna get an alert and. Like, if that's what you're searching on Google and all that, does Google have, like, an obligation to tell the FBI? I think that was, like, a very... I don't know if it was Google. It may have been Apple, the San Bernardino shooting. Um, They wouldn't wouldn't unlock her phone. They said it was a breach of privacy, which... They're making a stance right there. Yeah, but that's maybe not the stance you want to make when there's 
domestic terrorism, people are killed and you're not going to unlock the phone because your privacy, well, Sorry. screw your privacy because you don't yeah. give a shit about that. It wasn't. It was the FBI. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a mandate coming down from a higher power saying unlock the damn phone. Yeah. Steve Jobs would never. Tim Cook sucks. Yeah, that's a very interesting. But I guess if the way that we have everything set up right now, where you have your privacy and. If you die, I mean, are they allowed to search your stuff? Like, I don't you, think so. at that point, like you can't, you don't have rights. I guess the people in your will, if you have a will, would technically own that. Um, are you talking about the, the natural guy specifically? No, just in general. Like, if you died today, mm-hmm. even if you were a person of content of um, suspicion, like. Do I have rights to this? Your computer? Like, am I allowed to look at that? I think uh, you might. Yeah, you. I think you could. But like, if the police wanted to come take my laptop. Like, if you had a suspicious death, and they said we're gonna seize his computer, is that allowed? You never signed anything away. You own it. I don't know. I would be dead. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> sue Arlington PD. <laughs> but. Jordan year. Yes, my Jordan year. I was saying how I kind of don't like birthdays just because it's it's a lot of just like celebration for doing nothing. It's like, oh, I made it another day. Yeah. And once you kind of reach a point of like, after 21, it's like, and then you reach the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, it like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It just it kind of felt like a chore. Yeah. It's like okay, it's Jack's birthday. We have to go out, which is like it'd be nice to do that. Yeah, like I enjoyed the gesture and it was it was fun. But um, what I'm saying is, I'm not really like concerned with being. I'm not like impressed by me turning 23. Yeah. That doesn't impress me. Like I just want to keep going. If that makes sense. Well, I mean. You are going to keep going, like, unless you die. <laughs> but, I mean, I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's like, a, it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable. Because um, you, like, expect, like, in the past, you may have expected people to kind of parade around you. Like, you want to have a party, you want to have gifts, you want to make it big, and then you get older and you may have people around you that still give you those things, but you don't want it anymore. It's like, I just, I got shit to do. Like yeah. I'm not turning 23 is not a milestone. Yeah. Let's just keep it going. I do think it's a time where it's good to reflect though. Yeah. Like just on being 23 um, in another year. I think it also comes like 
my day's birthday's the thirtieth. It's right around New Year's. So yeah. In general, it's a good time for me to, you know, shed some fat and just focus on what I'm doing next year. Do you have any uh, resolutions? Yes. So <clears throat> I want to. Say now, that's I want to stick to it. But I guess I want to. I'm on the quest to find. Um, like a companion. So Go on the Bachelor. Are they even doing those right now? Or have they... Turn back up. I don't know. Shit, and just run it by yourself. Yeah. I guess I've been waiting to, like, I want something to do with me, but now it's almost like, all right, all these people are flaking. Let me just do it. It's going to be hard to come by people that want to run 26 miles. Yeah. Unless you find a runner girl, go to Press Cafe. They're always there. Hey, you're running? (laughs) Stop! (laughs) Okay. You got another one? We have those, and then... I guess it's just... That might be it. I want to continue um, my healthy lifestyle. I'm I'm figuring things out in my life where things like non-negotiables for myself. This part they do the book I'm reading too. Yeah. Be helpful, but like things that you don't compromise on that you do religiously, those become part of your like constitution. Mm-hmm. And one of them, you know, <clears throat> is working out in the morning every morning and checking in with myself, and then writing in uh, my journal every day now. Yeah. Uh, some things like that, and then eating healthy. Things that I, I need to do every day to like. Once I have all those down, it almost makes everything else in life a little bit easier. So I can just narrow in and focus on what. Yeah. I'm trying to do here. I mean, that's like exactly what he says. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm also trying to. job coming up I know you're starting a job too but I have like a like a path where you know I'll work this job for you know 18 months and then I'll be state certified I'll have to take a bunch of classes and then once I'm an independent contractor I'm hoping to start studying for the CPA exam again and I have to do six more months of work for a CPA so I can do that on and off and I'll have that and if I'm CPA certified and I'm doing appraisal stuff, the opportunities will be, be more open. To yeah. And it's kind of like my five-year five-year plan. Um, but I also want to prioritize like the, the social aspect of my life, and I need to be more involved in that. And just checking in on friends and, and things like that. 
that's kind of where I'm at right now, um, moving forward. So I'm excited for next year, and I'm just content with being in the moment. Like, I'm joyful. I'm not, like, looking to do things for happiness. I'm just doing it to be content. But you also got to find happiness in that, too. Yes. Well, some people say that happiness is just the consequence of doing something. And joy is a constant state. So that's what I'm trying to do. Joy. Joyful. Okay. <clears throat> don't get too high. Don't get too low. And, oh, I also want to read a book every month. Yeah, I kind of want to do the same thing. I think I've said that the past like three years, yeah. and it's it's hard you to. Find a good book. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna finish this one pretty fast, and I just gotta find books that I like. Yeah. So stuff, and it also needs to be like stuff you can actually apply. Mm-hmm. Like you okay. can't read a book on. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's depend on the person, but for your life specifically, you want to find something that you can either apply in the moment book on how to be a good dad how to be a be a better listener be a better negotiator you know whatever the case is yeah i'm so interested donald trump wrote a book the art of the deal or something yeah i've heard about it yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna get a signed copy (laughs) trump tower um let's see yeah i know i had like a list of like five um, first one definitely, I think is like surrounding my health. Um, I've always been like addicted to working out, but got to fine tune the diet. I think the, the positive thing about moving out, getting my own apartment, like I don't buy shit that I don't want. Yeah. I've never once in my life bought chips, ahoy. At the grocery store. It's because someone else bought it and it's there and I eat it. So I think being by myself, I'll be able to fine tune that. Um, There's a gym directly in my apartment, so I'll be fine with that. So just continuing to focus on that. Um, The next one would be like financial literacy. Like I've been, I've lost some money recently. just not knowing like how to interact with the market um, and making more than four day trades in a five day period. Yeah. The SEC's on me. <laughs> um, but just understanding the market better. I think having the power of like what you can do with your own money, um, investing in companies you believe Tesla I think is up like 6% today. Um, sitting at like six eighty nine. So it's, I mean, business is, business is booming. We should have been on that one. It was 300 in March. Um, I think number three, probably just like my top three, um, figuring out like what I really want to do. Like I'm moving to Nashville for a sales and marketing job. I'm not a sales and marketing guy. Like that's not, and I'm not saying you don't need, yeah. And I'm not saying you don't need to find like, your life's identity and your first real job or needing like people do different work and like you get satisfaction from that and find satisfaction in other areas of your life. Like it's to each his own. Um, but you'll figure out if you don't like yeah. I just want to be able to consciously tell myself that I have the ability to pivot. Mm-hmm. I'm not stuck 
21 years old, just starting my first job. Yeah. Not going to be selling this shit forever. Like, <laughs> um, and I guess tied in with that and like the financial literacy, like have my money, make money. Yes. Like I want to be sleeping and I wake up richer like every day. Yeah. And like with the stock market, if you think about it, if you make, just make like $200 a week, like just force yourself to make $200 net gain on trades every week. Like it's possible. Like it is possible. You make four, you can make four trades. Meaning like you buy a stock, you buy a stock and sell it in the same day. So whether, like, I have Tesla at whatever price, it went up five percent today. I think I made like twenty-eight bucks. You're gonna sell that though, do you? No, I'm holding it, but assuming it keeps its same, it's the same price, yeah. and does that repetitively throughout the week, day, month, you know, until the future. Mm-hmm. Like you find a bunch of other companies that can replicate that, and then make a couple of nice trades and. Just make two hundred dollars a week. That's possible. Yeah, you're sitting at eight hundred dollars a month. Like that's, that's good cash. Like that's a lot of cash. I need a little bit more. I've just been well, once I have more income to work with. Yeah. Do you also have like some sort of just you put it in and leave it type fund? Um like a stock or the like a retirement account. Yeah, yeah I've got a Roth IRA. Okay. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Tax free or it's tax free when you withdraw yeah, at exactly. sixty years old. Um but just like one of those things that throw money into it now, you can't touch it or else you face a big penalty. Mm-hmm. Like so it's kinda like a I'm only gonna touch this if I'm on my deathbed and I need this money now. Yeah. Um it's good to have it yeah. But it's hard, like the limit, I think it's six thousand a year to put into it. Yeah. It'd be ideal to do like a limit every time, every year. Once you get enough yeah. income to actually make that. Because if you I mean you make a fifty thousand dollar job after taxes you're left with thirty three thousand. Like it's hard to throw six grand yeah. unless you're just eating ramen and like ramen yeah, depending on like rent and other expenses and everything. That's, That's a lot of money. Is it in Fort Worth? I do want to. I want to go too. I don't know about market, but anyways, that's what I'm gonna do this year as well. And you know, 2020 has been a year of lessons, isolation, um, focus, and I worked that office job for probably too long. Um, I guess. I could frame it to where, you know, if I'm going to get my CPA license, I need to work 
under someone for a year. And so, I mean, at least I got that aspect. You did that for how Four months? Six. Six months? Shit. And so, and also learned some other like useful things, just like working in an office, mm-hmm. understanding how to be helpful for someone, not just like expect to get be given work, like to actually have initiative to to like my job is to make the boss's job easier. Yeah. Like, I don't want to stress them out. And I learned a lot about taxes and like that. Yeah, you're gonna be doing my taxes forever. Yeah, you're gonna have some fucking taxes. <laughs> you're making all these sales. But um, yeah, it's been a weird year and it's it's only getting weirder. Twenty I think twenty twenty one is gonna be strange. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of pushback from citizens towards the government. Um so there's a second reported case of that new strain of COVID. The mutated one? Mutated one, I guess. I don't know. Um, people are just fed up, I think. I'm fed up. Like, I I was thinking about it today, um, just, like, being at the store. Like, it wasn't... I'm not, like, pissed off I have to wear a mask. Like, at this point, I'm so used to it that, you know, it's phone, wallet, keys, mask, wherever you go. Um so I'm not like walking in a store like pissed off like screw you for making me wear a mask. But there are people, there's a lot of people that are. And I think they've reached the point of I think yeah. It's no. Like I think it's just a simple no. Like I'm healthy. Show me where these people are dying. They're not in your store. But it's also, how many people have actually died? Like, you can't trust the information. Like, because we saw evidence of people being listed that died of gunshot wound, but they had COVID at the time, and it's a COVID death. Like, yeah. So there's an once you create an incentive within hospitals and the medical world to get people either on this drug or list them as this X Y Z. Like, there is a bias in there, and you have people take advantage of the system and people profiting off of that and there was a article that um john hopkins posted the the place that tracks all the code yeah they posted this article and they took it down but it was basically saying how like we're overreacting and the numbers show it they have i'm pretty sure the total deaths for last year is higher than this year for like flu related stuff just in general. And it's weird when you look into it because... Oh, you're saying more people died last year than yeah. this year? And the numbers for like deaths from the flu and pneumonia, those are all super down. And COVID's all the way up. That's like... <laughs> really what's happening here. The Great Reset's happening. And I think China's in on it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's where it came from. Well, oh, you see, they um, 
they put that um dang it i saw it on twitter the wuhan reporter who came out with this story um exposing it let me see china jails citizen journalist for four years for provoking trouble reporting on the outbreak in wuhan she was being forcibly fed while on hunger strike so she's doing a hunger strike but they're gonna feed her that's torture shackled for 24 hours a day and there was a death grave or there was a grave oh there's a grave fear for her health so like China put this person in prison for reporting the virus, which is a global pandemic as they're listing it. So they're jailing her for that. Like you can, and of course, like there's no outcry from all these people in the United States who are super, you know, involved in social justice. What about the female reporter in Wuhan who came out with the truth and now pretty much being tortured to death? Oh, but I want to. I want to make sure I'm called by my pronouns. <laughs> like that's what I care about. I'm a, uh, I'm a him, he, his. That's in my Twitter bio now. So. Yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it so people know. Hot. I'm just kidding. I was about to say. Yeah, I know. Who the fuck you think you are? Like. <laughs> It's scary. I mean, I wonder as like over the years there's been spies in the government. Yeah. And people have been compromised. We were hacked. And you know For what, like nine months without us knowing? Or without them saying that we knew. And then they're saying it's Russia. Easy target. Yeah, easy target. Even though that was proven, that was proven all, remember everyone was, Russia hacked the election. Yeah. It's all fake. And there was no repercussion for that on all the people that bought into it. It's weird, right? People, they don't want to say China. Because that's where we get all our shit from. Yeah. Where's this mic from? Is this mic from China? Yep, this is from China. I mean, everything, Uh, where are... Where's our lithium batteries from? Probably some coal with little kids. Yeah. Yet people are people are gonna video you and say I'm oppressed while holding this lithium battery that had a child slave labor, and they don't fucking realize it. Like that's so stupid. Like I'm gonna tell you I'm oppressed because you didn't tell me my pronouns while I'm holding this battery made from a slave labor across the country. I don't like, care. Yeah, as long as it only if it affects me will I care. Those are the people that need to. They need to go look at the edge of the world. Yeah, but.
get plastered. This is also why New Year's Eve is my least favorite holiday. <laughs> You're forced to get drunk. Yeah, and people are like, oh, let's have a New Year's resolution call and then you wake up and January 1 is... You're starting on a bad note. Hey, well, if you start at the bottom, the rest of the year can only go up. Maybe that's why they do it. Maybe that's how I should think about it. Yeah. I just hate the holiday. It's like, what are we going to celebrate here? I guess it is what it is, and I'm going to be plastered because, you know. Peer pressure. Yeah, Brandon's going to be over. You can just make fun of him. I don't want to bring out the goodies. Yeah, hopefully it's down there. Peace out.